Welcome to Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake, and your other host, Mr. Matt Burt. Very special show today. We love this time of year. It's March Madness. It's maddening. It's been a great close to the UCI men's basketball season. And I have to say, it's been a great close to the women's basketball season as well. They're on a five-game winning streak. There are opponents yet to be determined. We have to find out, I think, today, the deciding factor with the other schools getting in. So we'll find out who UC Irvine will be playing on the ladies' end of it. We got Mr. Matt. Burt Sports in this morning here on Mike 3. How you doing there, buddy? Good morning. Can't complain. How are you, I know. Kevin? You're getting a workout already, huh? Yeah. Did you already introduce Chuck? I'm about to introduce him uh, right now. So I want to welcome back to the show the doctor of basketball, Mr. Dr. Chuck Hassey. Thank you for joining us back on Sports Matters. Well, Kevin and Matt, it is an absolute pleasure to be back. This is basketball junkie time. And, oh, man. And I'm there. You know, I have to say, all three of us in the room, one thing we have in common, we are basketball junkies. Look, I love my tennis. I'm bummed out that Indian Wells got canceled last minute, but I'm still going out to the desert for a couple days just to recharge. But I get to do a lot of reading up on all my basketball junkie stuff. You know, stuff that I haven't really, like some really deep articles that Claudia dropped off, so I can really read up on some NBA. But anyway, you just took a trip back to Milwaukee. So, well, first of all, you you went to Marquette. Yes. You played basketball for Marquette. Just freshman. Just the freshman year. Yeah. My two roommates, Gary Burrell and Ron Ron, were uh, on the NIT championship team. And unfortunately, Ron passed away this past summer. And, uh, sorry uh, to hear that. I went back to honor those guys because we had, we had all started out together and everything like that. And I took my uh, eight-year-old grandson, who is an absolute basketball uh, junkie himself and is following in his grandfather's footsteps. He plays for the uh, South County uh a Magic Elite team at 10 and under. Oh, nice. He's, and he's only eight, so he's a very good basketball player. But at any rate, we went back. We caught the uh, Bucks uh, game on Friday night against Denver. and then Mark, What a game. Yeah. Then we got to see the Greek freak on Greek night. Ooh. And, 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 <laughs> and they even so much as honored the freak with the the announcements were all in Greek, <laughs> and so so it was very it was very fun, and they had a lot of games and stuff, and you could spin basketballs for the for the young ones and everything like that. Took pictures with him and and Kareem Abdul Jabbar statue, and then uh, we went to the Marquette DePaul game, which was a barn burner, and they ended up winning by four points uh, after trailing half of the game. Marquette they defeated DePaul by four. That's correct. So it was a really a great weekend. Uh, great time with my grandson, and, and uh, it was fun seeing all my old buddies and teammates, and, uh, and we, had a, we really had a good time. Oh, that's great. It's great to go back where it all started, pretty much, your college years, and honor your special friend, and, and it's what a great experience for your grandson. Well, he goes to all the, the uh, UCI games with me, and what he was amazed at was that the Marquette game had 18,400 people for the game. And he couldn't believe that a college game could have that kind of a crowd. I, I can't believe that it was only 5,000 people of sellout at the Bren, but it was so loud in the building. Yeah. I mean, it gets loud in that Bren Center. I mean, it gets rocking in there. But I, I, I always thought it was a 10,000-seat stadium. But uh, No, because it, 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 it's not a bowl. So it cuts off on a wall, so you right. don't get the full amount of seats. Um, I, I I think it all in due time it'll happen um, for UCI for sure. But uh, what was your initial thoughts about Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like, how big is he? Like, you you don't 
realize in person how much of an athlete he is. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And he really, he really runs that team. Um, Middleton is an excellent second player on the team, but they don't have the depth, for instance, that the Lakers do, or certainly not what the Clippers have right mm-hmm. now. I was impressed at, at how difficult he is to guard and yeah. how, how savvy he is as a passer. Uh, he, he has that European offstep that just the American basketball players, uh, in their defense, they just can't seem to stay up with him because he takes that odd step all the time. So <laughs> he's very difficult to, to guard. Oh, he, he looks like just a matchup nightmare. Everybody has tough time guarding him. Even the great players have a tough time guarding him. But the one element he added to his game is the, uh, the three ball. Since this is today's NBA, you got to have a three-point shot. And he seems to be doing that pretty well. Was he knocking down some threes in that game? He was, but uh, remarkably, they went. They had forty-five points in the first quarter. Wow! And ended up losing oh. the game to Denver. Oh wow! That Jokic, I tell you, uh, that must have been something seeing him live. It, it was. It, it was a tremendous experience because I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't been to any of the Laker games this year, so I hadn't been to a pro game this year, and it was really fun seeing it live and everything like that. I'll, I'll make one other comment about California versus Milwaukee, okay? I go on StubHub, I get my tickets, and I mean, I've got 30 rows up center court for $200. <laughs> that is awesome. $200, you, you, you might get in the door, and if you do, you're going to be in the nosebleeds. Yeah, for real. Exactly. You'll, you'll have your own party up yeah. there. Skipping ahead for a second to UCI, um, if you remember last year on, on one of the shows that we did together, I said that I was really championing the cause for Scott Brooks to get his jersey retired. Yes. yes. Well, I was so thankful the yeah. athletic director did that. They listened that, to you. And that was absolutely a, a magical night. I don't know if you happened to catch it. But oh, it I was there. Really a fun, Definitely fun could night. not have missed that. And, and the beauty of it was I actually got to speak to him beforehand with uh, one of our other hosts here, uh, Kevin Balsameyer, uh, beforehand. And Coach Scott Brooks was just so humble. It was just such a great night. I had chills up my back. It's so deserving, and he's just so cool to talk to. And you could tell he was really excited. He was very happy. He's very grateful. And I always remind him about the first night that he was here. I was like, I was like, tell us, just just give us another recap of that the the first opening night at Bren Center when you still had the career high most points when you dropped forty three points on I think I don't, I don't know what team it was, but and he was like, oh yeah, he goes, it was great, it was rocking in here. What a great experience! Yeah, I think it was Utah yeah. State. Utah State, that's yeah. it. Yeah. We would have never gotten Who also is going to be in the NCAA bid. Yes, that's exactly yeah. true. That's right. why we have you here, Dr. Chuck. <laughs> Dr. T- <laughs> Dr. Chuck. Dr. Chuck. Well, I will say this. When Chuck comes on, things get changed. So what's the next thing that UCI has to do? What's well, I tell you what, before we dive in, into you know? UCI basketball, I, I got a clip from uh, you and I speaking back in November 12th. Oh, I love it. At the it. very beginning of the season. It's a fun clip. And I think we'll pick up from there because there's a lot of good points that we put in there. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is back on November 12th, right after UCI lost to Pepperdine 77-73. Early in the season, this is a young team. It's going to be a little bit different than last year. You're going to see a lot of new faces. You're going to see a lot of players that are going to have to fill the void for what Galloway had of last year in terms of the defensive side of the ball. You know, I still have confidence they're the best recruiting team in the Big West for a reason. Well, you you also got to take into consideration how many freshmen do we have on the team? They've had eight freshmen. I know a few of them are red-shirted. There's a lot of new people 
playing on this squad. So it's just like what I was saying before with the women's team. It just takes time to build that camaraderie to, to get the flow of the game and how the rotations are going to go. I mean, Here's well, your... first of all, I'd like to credit Yasu Work, who had yeah. a monster game against yeah. Pepperdine. He had a career-high 26 points. He's certainly talented. We yeah. got our starters locked up. It's just a matter of the bench production and getting so, these young guys up to speed. Let me ask you, Kevin, how many freshmen are on the team? I say there's nine. There is nine. Nine yeah. on the dot. You know, a throwaway season for them because no, the no. Who's season. saying that? Who's saying? I'm no one's saying, saying that. No one's saying we, that. But that's what we I'm have saying. great like, coaching here. We have the best coaching. Are you kidding me? But when you have nine freshmen on a I team, know they're uh, really working hard. You're going to see how really good this coaching staff is. All right, good little laugh here this morning. <laughs> Throw away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did that for you, Doctor Chuck. Yeah, I didn't even spoil it for him, but. <laughs> Well, I predicted 13-3, and three, so I was absolutely on the you money. You nailed it. As far as the Big West Conference, UCI yep. did finish 13-3. and three. They split with uh, three tough squads. I mean, yep. Long Beach State, which who they're going to get in the first round, uh, Cal State Northridge, as well as UC Santa Barbara. But we were there on homecoming night. You brought them good luck. Mm-hmm. And you're right. This is a great recruiting school. They do the, the best job they possibly can, getting the, the best possible athletes out here. And these kids are committed for four years. And it, just the development from uh, the beginning of the season, where they're at now, how they've grown. I'm really impressed. And you know what? Coach Russell Turner won Coach of the Year again. Back-to-back years, he's won Coach of the Year. This is his fourth award in 10 seasons as coach here. So congrats to Coach Russell Turner and all the coaching staff, Coach Wilder, Coach Ryan, and all down the line. I mean, they all do an amazing job here. And this was a very challenging season. You're right, Matt. Nine freshmen, two red shirts, seven freshmen coming in. That's hard. Yeah. That's really, really challenging. I think I, I kind of came into it thinking, all right, we got to kind of lower our expectations because they were so, <laughs> so high from last year. So obviously I, I I like eating my words when UCI wins. How about that? So, <laughs> Hey, you know, it's much better this way because we want to see them succeed. We want to see UCI do well. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to run down. They cleaned up on the awards. Yeah. Not only did Coach Russell Turner, like I just said, won the Coach of the Year, four overall in the 10 years he's been here. He's also the winningest coach at UCI at 209 wins and 140 losses, so 60%. That's incredible. Over a 10-year span, Colin Velp won a couple awards. He won the best six man of the year. And I know we're going to touch on something because uh, Chuck had brought up a really good point just before we went on air. We're definitely, we're, we're going to be breaking down a lot of UCI basketball. Anyway, Colin Velp, sophomore, won the six man uh, in the Big West Conference. He's also on the All Big West first team. Mm, nice. <laughs> Evan Leonard also made the All Big West first team. Averaging 12.3 points a game. But here's the caveat. He had 35 steals wow. this year. And then Yasuo Worku made the All-Big West second team. He also had 35 steals. Does that tell you something? This team really plays great team defense. Tommy Rutherford. Wait till you hear this one. All-Big West honorable mention. Co-best hustle player of the year. Hustle player. I am so glad they give an award for that because he is nothing but high energy. Jonathan Galloway, I believe, earned that award as well as the first team last year. And then Brad Green, the double-double machine. Also, all Big West honorable mention. So, congrats to all absolutely, all those guys. And I'm thankful that at least we get Colin Velp and Brad Green back for next year as well. But let's not skip ahead. We got the Big West Conference Tournament coming up starting this Thursday. Yeah, we, we have the best six-man and he is is in the top five starting lineup for the Big West. Can someone explain to me that? I mean, how this top six man of the year is, is also the, on the first team. The yes. starting lineup for the first team. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy in itself. And he's a great kid. You know, and I've gotten to speak with him. Just a really nice kid, really really committed to playing basketball, really committed here at UCI. And it's just wonderful to see this team grow and develop. And now this is where it's all about March Madness. Like Coach said on homecoming night, we're ready for March Madness. So let's break this down. Okay, Dr. Let's Chuck. Let's break this down. Big West Tournament. What do you see? Well, first thing I see is I think they, they got a bit of a – unusual draw in that normally the number one playing the number eight would be a slam dunk and they they drew Long Beach State as the number eight which is one of the three teams that's beaten them so right out of the gate they've got to take it you know they've got to come out and and play their best because Long Beach State's capable and uh, that's the first worrisome thing that I saw the second thing will be is they're obviously going to face either Santa Barbara or Northridge ultimately again and that's another one of the the, uh, two teams that have beaten or three teams that have beaten them so you know they've got their work cut out and those teams you know the fight to get to the NCAA tournament in this league is absolutely brutal and I think the fact that we have such good depth is going to do us really well instead things that alarm me I guess if you were to say about UCI is we've had some clunker losses and um, and you know I mean I'm sure if you talk to Russ he, he, he doesn't like the, the play at Detroit Mercy. He doesn't like the play at Illinois Chicago. He doesn't like Pepperdine. And then at home uh, against Cal Baptist, I'm sure he's not happy about those games. Losing on the road to, to uh, uh, Harvard or losing at, at UTEP or losing to TCU or Colorado doesn't bother me in the least because we were very representative in those games, and those games prepared us well. But I, I didn't like uh, those other losses, and that's why – I was I was wasn't sure how this team was going to go with as you pointed out with all the freshmen. Now the interesting statistics that I've seen is that the bracketology picks UCI gives them a forty eight percent chance to win the tournament. Uh, the second closest is uh, UC Santa Barbara at seventeen percent, and Hawaii at ten percent. Oh, they got Hawaii as third. I, I thought Northridge. Yeah, that's because Northridge snagged the that, second seed. That's what you would have thought. Uh. Northridge has a six percent chance to win the tournament, according to bracketology. Hmm. Wow, that that surprised me. I can't figure out CSUN. I mean, they've got Mark Godfried, Reggie Thies, and uh, and Jim Harrick as their coaches. They've got uh, Lamine Dion, who's absolutely going to be a pro uh, someday. And I can't understand how that team goes 11 and 17 or, or whatever their final record was and everything like that because they look like they've got an awful lot of talent. In the two matchups that UCI played Northridge, the first game, they smoked them in oh, Northridge, 87-64. It's just a great team effort by UCI. And then the last home game after UCI, pretty much everything clinched up. They're always prepared. I mean, the coaches always have them prepared, but they're always worried about, kind of like like you said, like the Cal Baptist let down, or even when they went to Santa Barbara and lost. I know Coach stressed that he was worried about that game. And they just dropped a, a tight game, 72-70. I mean, that game probably could have gone either way, but maybe that gave them a little slap like, hey, you can't have any let up, not even for one minute. No particularly since they were on a six-game run and, yes. and going into the tournament with seven in a row would have been very sweet. Right. When we talked about during the Cal Poly game, we asked Coach, what do you think they need to improve upon for the rest of the season and going into the Big West tournament? And when I asked that question, he gave the best answer. We need to not let up on things. And so I, Precisely. Think, that's, I think that's the difference of what they've started to learn over the time that they've played this season. I mean, they're a really good basketball team. They definitely, you already played it. They beat my expectation. But 
it, my expectation was, you know, they were going to not be as high as last year. Right. So I mean, that's they, it, for yeah. them to come in and be yeah. the number one seed and to do what UCI does. They're going to come into a tournament that's going to be really hard. We need them not to let up. They like Chuck was saying, he pointed out all the things that, you know, I was going to touch on. They have a really tough way to the championship in this. You got to go through Long Beach State. Long Beach State is good. Historically, it's it's our rivalry. And, you know, historically, Long Beach State plays UCI well. And on top of that, you would play a UC Davis if you win that game. And then you would go on to play a Santa Barbara. That's tough. You know, it's really tough for them to go through. And I think this is where the real test is for UCI. And I have a lot of confidence in them. Also, mind you, it's three games and three nights. So they don't do very many of those at all. That doesn't happen in the pros anymore. Only time it really happened in the pros is when that strike shortened season. So that's very demanding to do three games and three nights. Yeah. And that's where UCI's depth will pay off if we can get to that third championship game. Yes. Uh, you just have to watch the early upset. That's that's the problem, I think. I'm highly confident. I just know this coaching staff will have them ready to go. And I, I know they will know that, look, Long Beach ain't going to be a walkover. Yeah. And they know that. The players know that. The players are highly confident. And they're just, when you talk to the players, they're so about team first before individual. You think about it. Like Evan Leonard could easily average 20 points a game. You know, any of those guys probably could. But they sacrifice their game for, for the love of the team because Coach Russ Turner always preaches defense first. Defensive energy. And you're right. He does play Brad Green and Tommy Rutherford together. And we've seen a lot of old-fashioned basketball where those two guys were the leading scorers. One have a double-double, and the other one's just doing all the hustle and wheeling home some of those victories like against UCSB. That was like an old-fashioned game. But you brought up a good point. So let's hear the what would be a, a good lineup that UCI could run for a bit there. Well, that could be a matchup nightmare for other teams. I'm not saying to play this lineup, you know, as a regular situation the entire game or something like that. But I think that I would love to see Tommy and Brad down low on the blocks, and I'd love to see Colin Welp up on the elbow. I think his ability to pass from that position, hit short-range shots from there, or even the step-back shots that he's he's come to hit so well would be a nightmare for teams. And, he, and the nice thing is, is he's going to have a guard on him at that position so he can drive, he can get the passes into Brad and Tommy. And I'm just uh, dumbfounded, I guess would be the word, that we haven't seen that lineup ever for even five minutes during during the season because I think that lineup would be really difficult to guard. It could happen. I think because the Big West tends to be a little bit smaller, I think we haven't seen that because that's running three big guys out there and you have the guard guards i think that that will work well in if they get past the big west and they get into the tournament you play these bigger teams i think that's the money lineup right there because i mean the big west generally is pretty small you're dealing with a lot of guards so i i mean running out you would have to guard colin on a guard and that's a mismatch because he guards bigs really well and, and it's the same mismatch we had last year when we played Oregon. Yeah. Uh, they were just too big for us. The funny thing was, if you look back, I said I, I thought they'd win the first round, and I said I thought they had a good chance the second round against Wisconsin. <laughs> I didn't anticipate Oregon was going to go on the run that they went on. And, uh, you know, in retrospect, they were hot in the, uh, in the tail end of the season. They were hot in the uh, – a Pac-12 tournament. I should have recognized that they were on a roll. Yeah, it is what it is. And I think they came into this year like Oregon. It came with the same kind of energy. They have that Peyton 
Pritchard, I believe that's yes. said Pey- his name. Peyton Pey- Pritchard. Peyton yep. Pritchard. Yep. Yeah, he is really good. Oh, yeah. I, he's and really I still good. got a lot of the players from last year that went yeah. to the Sweet 16, so that, that's definitely a school that's that could do some damage. Ooh. Absolutely, but I want to get back to UCI because yeah. we have an X factor too. You talk about depth; we al- they also have versatility. And there's one player I like to mention is John Egger Jr. because he sacrifices his game. I see him do things like in the UCSB game when when UCI came out, they're determined. Okay, we lost to you a tight game up in Santa Barbara. We're, we're going to establish how this game is going to be played out. They laid it down. They just put the clamps on UCSB. In the first two minutes, there was no score until John Edgar Jr. came up with a beautiful steal, passed ahead for the assist to start a run. And next thing you know, UCI went on a 7-0 run. Timeout, five minutes into the game, they're up 7-0. Before you know it, they're up almost 40-22 to at the half. The defense really put the clamps on, but it's all the little things that John Edgar Jr. does. Garnering steals, you know, making the right pass, taking the occasional shot. But the little things as far as like forcing turnovers, really locking down the guy that he's defending. And it's good to have his smarts. And also, too, it's good that he's healthy because he missed out last year. He got injured late in the season, so he missed out on the Big West Tournament. He missed out on going to the Big Dance. So you talk about hungry. His team's hungry to get back, and it's good to have a, a senior that really wants to get back so he can experience it. Well, to your your point, Kevin, I, I think the, the key in that game, and will be the key in future games if we play UCSB, is shutting down Amadou Sue in the middle. Um, I think the last game out where we beat him handily is we held him to 12 and he fouled out. And then, of course, Max Hediger has been there forever. And uh, if the guards get up on him and don't let him drive and dish off, uh, they should take UCSB. I think our depth will will help us in beating them. But that's in my mind, that's the the key there. That's a team that has a really, really good big guy in India, uh, Robinson, India. I think UCSB is one of those bigger teams that you have in the conference, that they're a team that UCI kind of, they, in the first series, they had a really great game, like UCI did, and they fought back from a really early deficit, and that, you take up so much energy getting back into games, and I thought they could have closed it out because they had a three-point lead and then they gave it up towards the end. I think that they match up well with UCSB, so I'd be happy to see them playing UCSB. I'm not really happy. Well, worried about Northridge? I'm more the most team that I'm worried about is Log Beach State from the very get-go. I've always said this like it's the one team that I, I fear the most for UCI because they beat us this year. And they consistently have a really good team. Although the record may not indicate it, I think that they are a team that knows how to play UCI well, and they historically have. And that's the team that I'm most scared of. I don't know. I'd like to open up the room. What team do you think UCI has the toughest matchup with? I'm right with you on the opening matchup. Don Monson is an excellent coach. Michael Carter is absolutely a bear to stop. And uh, they worry me. They made us play ugly at uh, at the pyramid. And the, the second game, we looked a lot better and everything like that and dominated. And we're a better team than them. But they, they are a difficult matchup for us. And as I was telling you earlier, I just, you know, for a first round, normally a, a number one versus an eight, that's going to be a pretty automatic win. This will not be an automatic you win. Know, I agree with both of you. This is not an automatic win, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm a little bit more confident. I, I, after the last time they played them, obviously it was at home. Honda Center feels like home to UCI yeah. a little bit there. Like you say, they got the depth. They got the versatility. They're seasoned now. 
and these freshmen have been stepping up. And an, and another player I like to mention is uh, Jerron Artest. Yeah, his defense that he's been playing, like you said, it was a one game, the last game he played or uh, two games ago. He he didn't have any points. He did so many other great things mm-hmm. on the basketball court that just made his team better, made the team defense better, and it just makes it easier on the big guys like Tommy Rutherford and Brad Green being able to alter shots, block shots, and really protect the paint. So I, I really think UCI will get past Long Beach State, but it's not going to be easy, and it's not a gimme game. I agree with you. So which team scares you? Is it Long Beach? I think Northridge scares me. Okay. Because after that little letdown at home, and Santa Barbara, too, because Santa Barbara, like you were talking about, the India guy, he, he's a beast. He's he a is, beast down he low. He, I, he when I saw really Santa good. Barbara come in, I'm like, wow, this is a big team. <laughs> you know, you're sitting on the floor, you're like, oh, look at all, look at the size of this team. But then when I watched UCI, once they were locked in and they just had that focus, that laser-like focus for that first half, they really just, they had so much defensive pressure on that team. And that's where UCI really thrives. When they're playing that high intensity on defense, it's hard for any team to get anything going. And if they can establish that, I think they'll be okay. But Northridge is the team that I think that kind of makes me nervous. The fact that they beat UCI on their home floor where UCI is dominant. I think they only lost one other time at home. And that was early in the season. I think that was the Cal Baptist game that you pointed out. I think they're 106 in the last five years or whatever, six years. It's it's astounding, you know. They only lost two home games this year, and that was at the Cal Baptist. I remember that one. That was a yeah. That they shouldn't have lost that game, but they did. You know, it happens. One of those you just kind of let up, and you know, like Matt, it's not like a broken record, but it's true. It's like what Coach says. You just you just can't have any let ups. Well, if we play CSUN, I think the interesting thing would be to see uh, Ron Artest the third versus his brother. Uh, and see if Meta World Peace showed up to watch his two boys play. Say what? His brother's on Northridge? <laughs> yes. I did not know yes. that. Laron, uh, or, uh, um, is it Laron? No, it's Ron Artest third. Okay, Ron Artest third versus Jerron Artest. <laughs> That's right. UCI has Jerron Artest, and uh, Northridge has Ron Artest third. That's correct. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, what a what a basketball family that is! Yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> definitely be uh, some high picks in the NBA, I for sure, man. They'll, they definitely need defense in the NBA because they certainly don't play it. But I tell you what, though, I want to point out something I've noticed in college basketball. That shot that James Harden does, where he dribbles and he just jumps to the side, that hop step to the side. Every time a college player has done that, they got called for travel. Because it's a travel <laughs> immediately. The the refs were consistent on that call anytime because I think it was not the Santa Barbara game. I think it was on the Scott Brooks Jersey night uh, retirement. There was a player that did that twice in a game and got called immediately. It's just like, no, that's a travel. It's like once you stop your dribble, you can't just hop to the side and drop the three-pointer like James Harden does in the NBA. NBA just doesn't call traveling calls. I don't know. What do you think about that move? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and since you mentioned uh, the retirement night, <clears throat> that was against Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan, yes. And I think that um, if I were to put the highlights of the year, individual highlights of the year, first in my mind was Colin Welp at Eastern versus Eastern Michigan. He had 31 points. I watched that game and I said, "Oh my God, this he guy, was lights out. This guy is absolutely going to go through the roof uh, for the rest of the season." Now didn't materialize like I'd hoped it would. It's not that he's not a very, very good, solid player and everything. But that night, people were aghast as they watched him. I mean, he was draining points from everywhere. Second game that sits out in my mind, and see if you guys agree with me, was a Hawaii game when Brad Green gets 21 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. He was, Career he was high. absolutely a stud in there. 
And then the third game is when Yasu had uh, six three-pointers uh, late in the season, everything like that. I thought he just was in a zone and just moved the ball well and, and obviously put it in the hoop and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, he was in a zone against UCSB. He was the, the catalyst that really protected that lead because they kind of let up. They had a nice double-digit lead, and then they got really close. They got like down to three points, two points, and then Yasu just hit some big shots down the stretch. Tommy Rutherford with some hustle plays. Brad Green on the defensive end, altering shots. Colin Velp, just a great team player. I think Coach really stresses, really wanted him to prove on defense. We know he can score. It's, it's all about playing that great team defense, making the right pass. Because one thing Coach does on the offensive end, he always wants the ball to go inside and then back out and have that motion offense going and getting that high percentage shot, whether it be the three-pointer or the elbow shot like you're talking about or the layup or dunk. Well, when they move the ball, it's a very tough team to beat. Exactly, and Coach knows that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he preaches it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why the clipboard got busted the I other know, day. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, my favorite moment of this season was <laughs> he does a hockey line change. He takes all five people off the floor against Cal Poly, or not Cal Poly. I'm sorry, uh, uh, UC Davis. And he takes all five of them off the floor, and he just starts berating, like getting into them. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And then they give up two baskets. All right, you five are back in. <laughs> Like, go, go back yeah. in there. That's amazing. The game opened up where they gave up two quick baskets, and he calls immediate timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, on the flip side, he instills a lot of confidence into oh, his team. Because I sit there and listen to him, and he's really like, talking about great play, great play. They do something really nice. He's always building their confidence up, always letting them know when they do great stuff. You know, great listen. Well, we are so fortunate to have a coach, a man that's, what, won Coach of the Year four times in the last six years? Yeah. I mean, you know, his dream, we were playing golf together, and he said he'd love to turn UCI into the Gonzaga of the Southwest. And and that would be absolutely fantastic. You know, I mean, if we could keep this role. I just got chills from you saying that. (laughs) But it's so, you know, I mean, the other thing is I'm just amazed that we've, we've kept rust quite honestly i mean he's oh done. he could have gone to it easily could have gone to a big yeah. program i think he really loves it here like yeah. matt has said he really loves it I mean, why not i mean this is uci you got one of the most beautiful beaches newport beach right there laguna beach i mean my goodness you're, you're just in a, a really really nice location yeah. it's great school this is kind of the way i look at it like if you're a coach and you're growing up your kids in any community why not here? Irvine's it's, a Irvine's great place. One of the safest place. cities in the world. I mean, it's usually ranked number one or two. It's it always is. in the top two. You go. You got the beach. You got plenty of stuff. They are starting to develop their youth sports programs a little bit better around here for sure. Like, you're not going to see what you have in Los Angeles where they're starting to get kids in the, the AAU program really early. And I don't think you really need that. As a youth program builds around here, I think kids are going to go see uci games i think that it is very attainable for uci to become a gonzaga program i think that that goal is very worthy because you have a lot of recruiting advantages here and i think you're going to eventually see basketball become a little bit better from the youth level going forward absolutely and you think about here at uci the, the brand of basketball they play. I think it's a beautiful brand of basketball. You're getting to see constant high-energy basketball. You actually get to see defense and good offense. I couldn't agree with you more. And, I, and to that note, this year, 
we started to get more and more student support than we've had in the past. That's true. And it, you know, when the Bren was rocking, it was it was really fun. It's a difference maker. Coach even said that. Yeah. He says you're the difference maker. It really helps the team, you know, because they feed off that energy. And why is UCI so dominant at home? Well, you have to thank the students for coming out. I think the community for coming out, the fan support. That's huge. And it's such a great deal. I mean, you're, you're not spending how much you spend for tickets at Staples Center. You could spend up upwards of three, four hundred dollars for the nosebleeds. Here, you could drop 20, 30, 40 bucks, and you're sitting. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the building. Ten dollars. You, yeah. you have a great view. Yeah. And you could buy beer. I'd like to point that back. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a great experience. It's easy getting in now the Bren Center. They don't stick you hard for parking. I think it's $13 now for event parking. I mean, that's cheap. You just walk right there, boom, you're in. Get your $10 beer. Hey, we got to be 21 and over, though. Well, well, we're starting with uh, Bill Mulligan. I've been there for, let's see, 80, 40 years now. So I've seen a lot of basketball, a lot of lot of good UCI players. I mean, it's been amazing through the years. I mean, you forget, you know, that at one time Mulligan had uh, Todd Murphy, who played in the NBA eight years, Johnny Rogers, who played in the NBA five years, and uh, the sports announcer up in San Francisco, Tom... uh, Tom Tolbert? Tom Tolbert was on the bench. Wow. On Whoa. the bench behind those two guys, <laughs> and he transferred to Arizona to become an All-American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I mean, there's there's been a lot of depth through the years, and, you know, you go later on with Fells and Green, and then – and then uh, Yeah, Fells that went on to play tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Exactly. Yeah, wow. David Fells. I was sorry to see, and I, I, I guess I didn't hear of the initial – announcement everything like that but i saw that ricky butler passed away a few weeks ago and uh, and he was a he was a monster inside he was a really a fun player to watch and boy he could use his body you know give you an update jonathan galloway graduated last year obviously he's playing in denmark and he's crushing it he's averaging nearly a double double doing what jonathan galloway does hustling for loose balls i think one game he most recently he had a 16 point, 16 rebound game with a few block shots. He's just doing really well over there. So hopefully that type of player can make his way over to the NBA. Because one thing I remember I was talking to him, he has a degree. He wants to be a sheriff when he's all done. I mean, he got a degree in criminology. But right now he's like, my dream is to play basketball. He goes, until I can't play, he goes, then I'll go ahead and pursue a career in criminology. And I said, that's so fitting because he's such a great defender. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just a great young man. You know, that's the thing is what this university does is you're not getting the one and done. That rule's gone now, which I'm so thankful for that. I think it's really improved the college game. But having the four-year players, I mean, you think about this, some of the degrees. I mean, Tommy Rutherford, a civil engineer major, that's insane. How do you have time to play basketball? (laughs) And if you watch his free throws, it's almost as if an engineer like is constructing him to do it. He like gets down here. Uh, it's so mechanical. You have to watch it at least once, and you'll understand what I'm saying. It's like he does this by step, 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 and then he, he makes them. Ball. Though that's all Amazing. matters. <laughs> but I, you're I, right. It, it's really cool that, to see. I found yeah. that so fascinating after watching it. Yeah. I was like, I can understand why people. He's definitely around here a KUCI favorite. Like there are people that. People know who Tommy Rutherford around here. You ask him, who's your favorite player? And they'll go, Tommy Rutherford. So the guy that Jonathan Galloway beat for the all-time rebounds was uh, was it Don Baker? Uh, oh. Dave Baker. Dave Baker, Dave excuse Baker. me. Dave Baker. He's yeah. the head of uh, the NFL uh, Hall of Fame. That is correct. Yeah. 
Wow. Former former commissioner of the World Football League, also. So I met him. Former not mayor of Irvine. Yeah. <laughs> he was the mayor of Irvine. Wow. Really nice gentleman. I got to meet him and got to talk with him. And he even said, he goes, yeah, there was this kid that finally beat my record, my rebound record. I'm like, who is this? And then I realized, oh, wow, this is Dave Baker. <laughs> now, and not taking anything yeah. away, a record's a record, but it was Division Two then at that time. He still holds the Division Two record. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, he could, he could hold his head high up for that one. No, he was such a class act. Uh, he was really happy for Jonathan Galloway, and, and we're really happy to see our UCI ant ears have a nice career. And like I said, he's crushing it in Denmark, and hopefully he gets here into the NBA. But the, the game has changed so much in the NBA. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, the, where, where it's gone? Well, you know, sometimes you look at it and I say, you know, there's a place for, for – uh, like the kid that's at Marquette right now, Marcus Howard leading the nation in scoring. Okay, he averages 30 points a game. Wow, he, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, he, he lights it up with Especially double for- teams and everything like that. But he's a 5'10", 5'11", kid. Mm. And historically, because of the athleticism and the ability to guard opposing players and everything, that type of a player doesn't make it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I sure hope he does. He's, he's absolutely... Ex- a fun player to watch. Um, I was wondering if either of you guys had heard anything about Luke Nelson, how he's doing overseas. I have not. I haven't either, and I just was curious. Uh, I know he was in Spain and and signed a contract, but I don't know you know, how he's done. I've seen Mama do at the UCI games a lot. He was playing in Mexico. Um, so it's fun. It's fun to watch the, the alums I think he's come playing back. in a Senegal professional league now, yeah, sure, Ma- yeah. Mama do. Oh, is that right? Yes, yes. I, I just saw a video of him going to an L.A. fitness and just dunking on people. Like, just regular pickup basketball. He shows up and just starts dunking on people. Like, <laughs> so unfair. So I'm looking up Luke Nelson because, yeah, he was a stud here at UCI. And, yeah, you're right. He's playing in the Spanish League. That's a top league, yeah. by the way. That's the second, in my opinion. Boxy. Manresa of the Spanish L-I-G-A-A-C-B. Yeah. And in my opinion, the, the Spanish league is the 24 second years best old now. basketball league And in he's the six world. foot three, so yeah. you know, yeah. he could easily play in the well, NBA. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if yeah. That's the kind of guy you wonder if there's a place for him. You know, he is a 14th or 15th player on, on the bench, but you're somebody that can come in and light it up. Yeah. And and he certainly is capable of doing that. Now, we had a grad transfer. Max Hazard went to Arizona, and unfortunately, he just is not getting any playing time over there. Well, because I went there, I can tell you why. And it's because that that team has been really bad the last couple, the stretch of the last stretch of the season, they've been really, really bad. They've lost close games pretty much every single game. Um, I think. They are really pushing for those two freshman guards that they have in Josh Green and uh, Nicolo uh, Mannion. They are really pushing for them to be the kind of the bearers of the offense, and it just really hasn't been uh, what they've thought it's it's been. And and they need someone like Max Hazard, who's been in those situations where you've you've struggled, right, to put him in. True. So that that's kind of a. I think it's more of. Um, uh, Sean Miller just kind of playing the people and filling his promises more than that's anything un- I mean, that's understandable because this is this is his only year in Arizona. He's a grad transfer. He's going to be done with school. It's just, you know, to leave out on that kind of note, when he left out on a really high note here and he hit some huge shots that, that advanced and helped 
UCI win their first ever NCAA game last year I, I and gu- almost made it to the Sweet 16. I guarantee you <laughs> that team with Max this year, given the circumstances we have, that, that team probably would have been 26-4 and four or something like that. It was a, that was a huge loss. And um, uh, Coach Turner took it, took it in stride and, and wished him all the well and everything like that, but that had to hurt. I mean, it just... You know, I happened to had the privilege to go with uh, one of my buddies to the uh, USC UCLA game on Saturday, and boy, oh wow, you were there! What a game! I was in, I was in the front row, and I mean, oh it my was goodness, a, it was a brutal battle. Uh, That's a Mick Cronus style game. Yeah, it was it was ugly, but absolutely, totally, and. Enjoyable to see, and I mean, they were in each other's faces the entire game, and I mean, it was it was really a slugfest. Nine seconds ago, and, and USC gets that nice open look for the three pointer, and boom! Yeah, that was game. So I see you've you've pulled up the pulls. Yes, because we're going to get into yeah. some. Uh, it's March Madness, absolutely. Because next week, Matt and I, uh, we're going to do our traditional filling out the bracket. Fill out the brackets on air. On air. What do you think? It's silly. I but think right, it's a billion to one that anybody could fill out their bracket and win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but if, if <laughs> this that, year, if we got that one chance, we got that so, one so chance. So you're saying you, I got a chance? Got a chance. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't win if you don't play, right? And if anyone says that we cheat, we can pull back the tape and we have a timestamp on it and everything. Well, last year you guys asked me what I thought, and I I, I said two teams: Virginia and Michigan State. Michigan State. Because of uh, Izzo and because of Cassius Winston at the guards, I'm always big on a on a seasoned guard uh, running the team. They're training upwards. And, they jumped up seven spots well, at number nine. That was last year. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think Michigan State has the depth that they had last year and everything like that. How this, about the top dog, oh, Kansas. Kansas? You know, it's it's kind of funny because they're under uh, NCA scrutiny and everything right now. And I mean, I just think they're not going to catch any breaks. No. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them get upset. Could be Gonzaga's year. You know, anybody that's seen Dayton, Dayton's very impressive. But, again, they're winning uh, in a league that's, you know. Not that's a, true. I know yeah. that's one of the criticisms I hear is that, yes, they, they've got a lot of wins. They're a great basketball team. I just want to touch on how good Obi Toppin is. I just oh. want to touch on that. Yeah. I think he is really the reason why Dayton has been that good. And I like the Dayton Flyers. They're coached by I oh Archie left. It's not Arch, Archie Manners. Archie Miller is not the coach anymore. Oh, he yeah. he moved to Indiana. Anyways, Obi Toppin and they have another uh, player that has has been going up the rankings in the NBA draft rankings. But Obi Toppin is is yeah, he's really, out of Brooklyn, really New York. Good. Obi. He's so he really, really brings good. that that East Coast toughness, if you will. So I, I like Dayton. I do. The big surprise team is the team that won the Big East, Creighton. Yeah. Um, oh, that's I, huge. I watched them beat Marquette twice and actually handled Marquette very, very handily, uh, and I was very impressed. But again, this is such a unique year. In the past, your top ten teams, one through ten, maybe at the most four losses. You know, this year we're we're up in, in nine losses, Michigan State, seven, eight losses, yeah. the other teams. And look at the look at the the fifteen through 
through 25. Yeah. We're looking at 10, 11, 9 losses. You never you never saw this in the past. And then even looking at top five, usually you have several blue bloods in there. But there's, okay, aside from Kansas, you got Gonzaga at number two, Dayton at number three, Florida State at number four, Baylor at five. Let me San Diego State at six. <laughs> Let me comment on Baylor, okay? Baylor comment loses, on Baylor. Baylor loses to the worst team in the Pac-12. How does that happen? <laughs> you know, I mean. Do they just not take the game serious? I, I don't know, but I mean. It they just, are kids. You know, it that's shows you the parody of games. It yeah, really is. It there's, really a, there's a lot of parody in the NCAA. Well, well, that's why it's maddening, because it's March Madness. Let's not forget <laughs> of all the number one seeds, right? Duke lost on their own home floor to uh Stephen F. Austin. And then you had uh you had the number one team at the time, I believe it was it may have been Kentucky, they lost to a team that I've never heard of. And I think it was uh and I they just the coach just got banned for the rest of the season. I'm blanking on it. I wanna say Sacred Heart. Even this UCLA losing at home to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, who didn't even make the Big West tournament. Unbelievable. No, they they made it. They, oh yeah, they did. They made They're it the seventh seed. Seven. I'm yeah. getting mixed up with Cal Poly. Yeah. My apologies, but but you're absolutely right. Barely made it in. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. This is going to be a dogfight like never before. I mean, you to pick the team that's going to win is just unbelievable to me this year. But this is great. You know, this is what, what's so I, I love this tournament. It, it's probably the best tournament in all of sports. Sixty when it gets down to sixty four teams, you got sixty four teams. There's only going to be one champ, and all you right. just don't know who it's going to be. I know you're ready for your hot takes. I need this, okay, Chuck. Give me your top five NCAA teams. Don't look at this poll. I want Chuck's top five. <laughs> I don't want the. I don't want this. I want Chuck's top five because that's the one that actually matters. <laughs> no, I, I'd have to go Gonzaga just on the on the, what they've done this year. Um, Couldn't agree with you more. That's great program there. Oh boy. Villanova has really impressed me down the stretch. I mean, they were young starting out. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure that they're a top five team, but but I will say that they've really had a great run. I haven't seen much of Dayton, but when I have seen them, they were very very impressive. Um, I thought Maryland was very impressive when I when I saw them early in the season, but they've kind of faded a bunch and everything like that. So I mean I'm j- dancing around your question. I know. Um, Kansas, I, I guess you got to since they're number one. I haven't seen Florida State the entire year, so I don't know about them. And I haven't seen San Diego State, but again, the Mountain West, you know, isn't the ACC. It's not the Big Ten. It's not even the Pac-12. So you know, I don't want to undermine any of the victories they've had because they've certainly had a very impressive season, and they're certainly doing a great job down there. I would like to actually see Irvine play them home and home in the next couple of years and everything like that. I think that would, you know, we, we've got to, we've got to get some quad one yeah. victories, mm-hmm. even if it's one or two. To you know, if you that way, if you if you run the table in, in the Big West but lose in the tournament and you're twenty five and five or something like that, if you've got a couple quad uh, one wins, you got a chance, or quad two wins, you got a chance to get into the big dance. Yeah. Which, That's true. You're asking me what my top five teams are. I was going to. I was going to go around the room. Yeah. So I got. I think it's it's Gonzaga. If I, I'm following correctly, Gonzaga. I think we're all in agreement because Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Kansas, Dayton, Dayton, Dayton. But I'm bringing Creighton in there as an upset type of team. All and, right, I like it. And then Florida State. All right, that's his five. Kevin, give me your five. 
Well, I have to agree. Gonzaga, Dayton. I'm not giving up on the Aztecs. I think that's a really good program. I think they can get it together. Ooh, Creighton. And you see Irvine Anteaters. You know you it's coming. Do you knew you were going to do that. Let I me, had him winning it all last year, Chuck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let, let, me, let me say something, okay? Last year with that team, had they got back by Oregon, I'm telling you, that Virginia game would have been a very, very good game. And I know they're the national champions last year. But Irvine, in my opinion, would have matched up very well with That's with true. Them. It comes down yeah. to matchups. Yeah, that, you hit a really good point. That game would have been in like fifty to forty yeah. or like something yeah. really yeah. low. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would have loved to have seen Galloway defensively in there, and and I, I think that would have that would have been a very favorable matchup for us. Oregon was just a mismatch because of their size and athleticism. They were just a little too big, and then when they started draining everything from the outside, we were sunk. Yeah. Yeah, once that three ball started to go, it didn't matter. Even if you're up in their face, you know, putting defensive pressure, it, it was going down. And it, yeah, and that Pritchard, he just killed us. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a great game. Got to respect. He's a great college player, and we'll see if that translates on the pro level. But who are your top five? Ooh, my top five. I'll keep the consensus. Gonzaga. I think uh, number two is the Dayton Flyers. Can you believe that? I yeah. really like Dayton. I think they're really underrated. Uh, they're uh, what we kind of pictured last year. Um, as Dayton is not this year's Dayton, Obi Toppin is, he's probably a projected top five pick and he's probably going to end up on the Golden State Warriors roster. So I'm going to go with Dayton as a bias. Number two, uh, number three, Chuck mentioned them, Florida State, Florida State has been really good this year. They have, uh, kind of been the underlying team in the ACC and the ACC that's been really weird where you've had North Carolina be really bad and they weren't expected to be this bad. And then you also have Duke, who has kind of underperformed at times, but they're starting to get hot. So I'll do Florida State. I'll do number three uh, as Florida State. Number four as Duke. I think that secretly they're going to be one of those teams that's going to be in the dance and becoming pretty good. And last but not least, number five, UC Irvine. The UC Irvine Anteaters, why not? Come on. No, we, we seem to run out of time. But, but once again, Dr. Chuck, such a pleasure to have you back on the show. And we're going to have you back on. See, the reason why we saved you was for this time. We wanted the Big West preview with you, the Big West Conference Tournament. So thank you so much for yeah, making time and, for us. And thank you. It's always a pleasure to be back. And Russ, please, if you're listening, Russ Turner, try Tommy. And Brad down low and put Colin on the elbow and let's just see how that works. Right. <laughs> Mix in Evan Leonard and you know, whatever else you want to do with the, with the rotations. But I, they do a fine job at Sports Matters. You can reach us here. Just go on KUCI.org. Click on Sports Matters. It'll go right to uh, all of our podcasts on TuneIn or anchor.fm sports matters because yep. all, all sports matters all sports matters right 